Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Slam Up Wrestling. Myself, Supreet, and this is episode number two of the Slam Up Wrestling podcast with my partner in crime, Darren McClearly, aka D Money. What's up, D? Not for much, man. I'm quarantining and, uh, yeah, getting ready to talk some wrestling, baby. So, how is quarantine going for you? Uh,. It's actually going great, believe it or not. Um, I'm a, I'm able to get a lot of things done now that outside is closed, and um, I'm loving it, saving a lot of money. So, yeah. What about work? Um, work is good. Work is good. I have this annoying guy on my in my job. His name is Jeff, and um, shout out like to school. Jeff. Shout out to Fuck Jeff. You. Forget Jeff. Um, I want to RKO. I want to RKO so bad out of nowhere. But besides that, besides that, everything's okay. How about yourself? Um, nothing much. Actually, it's going smooth and all right. Yeah, yeah. Um. Have it, uh, have it been any talks in the country of y'all guys, um, you know, uh, having up outside open pretty much? Um, the entire country will learn after May 3rd what's going to go on. Is it going to still continue or, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think everybody's in the same boat pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So... so. Let's talk some wrestling then. So, a lot of things happened this past few weeks. First off, uh, the sad passing of Hall of Famer Howard Finkel. Yeah, R.P. Howard Finkel. He was a, a big, big, big major part of professional wrestling and uh, the wrestling culture. Um, yeah, very, very sad day for, uh, for wrestling fans. So knowing the fact that he was the voice of your childhood, tell the people who don't know why he was so gr- so damn great. Um, just because of the fact that he, um, when he spoke, it meant it meant everything. It meant everything to hear him announce um, Hulk Hogan, to hear him announce the Ultimate Warrior, and it's the way his pro- projection of his voice was. That uh, made everybody pay attention. It made it made the match feel important when Howard Finkel uh, announced your match. You know, that's when you kind of knew that it was a big time matchup that was going to happen. So Howard Finkel was a big part of um, of professional wrestling, and um, you know, condolences to his friends and family. Um, he's definitely going to be missed. So even more bad news followed for WWE and also Vince McMahon. First of all, the XFL has gone bankruptcy again. Oh man, history repeats itself. <laughs> By the way, did you see any XFL game? Um, I think I watched like a little bit of it, like not like a whole football game, but like maybe a first quarter. Um, it was much better than. A decade ago, or two decades ago, 
Um, it was a little bit. They was picking up a little bit of steam, but um, I think the quarantine happened and then everything went left. In addition to this, it was Black Wednesday for the entire industry in general, as as WWE released and followed a lot of talents and, and employees because of quote unquote budget cuts. So, what was your first reaction on this? Um, I I think I think uh, WWE made a major mistake. Um, I mean I. I can't say they made a mistake. Like I don't know what's going on with their financial situation and behind behind the scenes. So, I mean, maybe they right did the right decision from a business perspective, but um, I think they they let a lot of good people go and a lot of people that um they might feel like it's not a big deal to let go. I think they made a big mistake by letting some of those guys go because. Um, a guy like Vusev could be a major star in uh, AEW. A guy like Kurt Angle could be a major uh, star in AEW. So, same goes for me because I also think that that talent cuts was unnecessary, and this was, and WWE had this coming because they were holding people and not using them and not even releasing them because that that their fear was they may go somewhere else and be something big outside. And still, they still got some useless guys and girls on their payroll. Yeah, that they could have let go. I mean, they could have let go of Curtis Axel. They could have let go of Bo Dallas. That wouldn't hurt. Um, what Kane Velasquez? Who? Kane <laughs> Velasquez. I. You might not like him, but I think that's somebody they should keep for for um for name value sake. Um, even a Tyson Fury, they definitely should keep. Um, I don't think there was those bad pickups. I just think, I just think when they when they get some of these guys that never wrestled before, they need to give them a lot of squash matches, you know, and not big time matches right away, you know. If you don't mind, can I go through this list? Yeah, go ahead. So there were about 20 or 30 employees plus talent release. So the list goes like Kurt Angle who was one of the producers. We had Drake Maverick, Gallows and Anderson who signed a 5 million, I'm sorry, a 5 year deal or something. EC3, Leo Rush, Kurt Hawkins, Eric Young, Heath Slater. Aiden English, Sarah Logan, Mike Kiyota, the referee, who was working for WWE for about 30 years. Oh, man. Um, we got Eric Rowan, Primo and Epico, remember them? Oh, yeah, yeah. They're still around, that's funny. They were not being used for the last three or four years or something. Yeah. Even if I was fantasy booking, I wouldn't know what to do with them. So, I mean, I guess it's good that they're going somewhere else. Um, we also had Mike and Maria Canales, Zack Ryder, No Way, Jose, Rusev, Diana Peraza from NXT, Cassius Ono from NXT UK. Yeah, that's going to be a big loss for them. 
Also, they released five five guys from the NXT uh, mid lower mid card that were not being used, like uh, Thainara Conti and three other guys. Oh wow! So, what was the shocking name in this list for you? Um, the shocking name for me was definitely Kurt Angle because okay. they have they have to be careful with letting Kurt Angle go because. All right, so in my opinion, I don't think Kurt Angle is happy with how his how his career ended. So, I think that he might, if he went to AEW, he might have at least one or two matches in, in him to have. Let me and, stop you there, sir. Let me stop you there, sir. Uh, uh, remember when I said Kurt Angle was one of the producers? Yes. So I think those producers, like the eight or ten producers they released, they are just forlorn. Means they there's a lot of chance that they are gonna definitely bring them back. I mean, yeah, yeah. I think they are. I think this is like a temporary thing. Yeah. But um, it doesn't mean that AEW can't make an offer as well. You know, that's the thing. So, um, if the if the offer is good enough, then you know, we might uh, we might see some of these guys make a jump. You know, over to um, AEW or not even AEW, maybe a TNA or ROH or New Japan, whatever the case may be. You know, so. So, who do you think is gonna be a big get for these companies you mentioned? Um, a big get? I think Rusev is. I think um, I definitely think Rusev is gonna be a big get. Um, I also think a guy like Zack Ryder as well is a big get too. Um. And believe it or not, I think um, Mike and Maria is um, is going to be a big get as well. What do you think? Yeah, this talent cuts. In in one side it was bad, but in the other side it was good for these talents who got released who are not being used. Yeah. So now someone like Diana Porrazo or Sarah Logan maybe jump to AEW and improve the women's division over there. Oh, they they're gonna need a lot more than Diana to uh to save it, but yeah, that's a good that's a good start. Wait, Eric Rowan. Eric Rowan was released as well, right? Yeah, the Spider Man. Do you think he joins the Dark Order? If he goes to AEW, uh, that's a huge possibility. Yeah, I, I think um, I think he should. I think that'll be a, a interesting story. Another thing I wanted to discuss with you is, uh, what's your thought on WWE deemed essential business? Um, I think it's bullshit, but. 
I think um I think his ties with the president um is helping us a lot. Um helping it be a central business. But um I don't have no problem with it. I mean, you know, it's wrestling. We all love wrestling, so you know, we should have a big problem with it. Let's just take it as a big steal for now. So let's talk about Raw SmackDown, NXT, and Dynamite this week. Yeah, man, let's talk about it. What did you think about this, this week's shows? Um, Raw was okay to me. Um, NXT was fine. SmackDown was a drag. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, AEW was, I don't know, AEW fell off for me this week. I wasn't a big fan of AEW this um, Raw and SmackDown for me continue to suck. I think the empty arena setting has affected, has affected the quality of Dynamite. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Dynamite, they got the TNT Championship Tournament. So who do you think is winning the tournament? Um, I think they're going to put the belt on Cody Rhodes. I think they're gonna have to put it on Cody just because he's their top, their top baby face, and for that title to matter, it needs to be on Cody. Uh, but don't and you think? Uh, but don't you think it's gonna be a little predictable that he still got a feud with Lance Archer, and does he really need the belt? Um, not not for that feud, but I think. I, I think he do needs the belt, just for just for the belt can mean something, and it's not like he can challenge for the AEW title again, the championship, the heavyweight championship. So, yeah. I think they should give it to him, and then they can. I think I think a st- star could be made with beating Kobe. I mean, be- Kobe <laughs> with beating Cody. Um, more than Cody being the chaser for the title later on down the line. Like, I think Cody should win the tournament and then drop it to maybe a Darby Allen or or Sammy Guevara or MJF or Lance Archer or a bunch of guys you can drop it to that will make that that moment mean a lot more. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think Cody should win. I know that's not the popular answer. I think he should win. Uh, I think Darby Allen should win this whole thing. You think so? I wouldn't mind that. Yeah. Because um, if Cody wins there, if Cody wins this tournament, it's gonna be way lot predictable. How about go the How about go the other route and put the belt on Darby instead? He's a great baby face. Yeah, yeah, I'm not knocking. I'm not knocking that idea. I just think the the elite as a whole has done done enough um, losing to to satisfy the AEW audience that they can go ahead and and win a title or get a big win now. You know, I think oh, they did. They did. Yeah, go on. Yeah, I think uh, I think the elite as a whole has done their part with 
with losing matches to benefit the other talent and stuff like that. Now I think they need to start like winning and winning big matches. That's my whole thing about it. So those were our thoughts on the TNT Championship Tournament. Uh, Let's talk about NXT. Yeah, let's talk NXT. So NXT has kind of been interesting for the past few weeks, especially with the Interim Cruiserweight Championship Tournament. And also, also the thing that they are making Drake Mavericks release now, they are turned this thing into a storyline. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty, uh, it's pretty wild. Um, so, thoughts on this? Um, I think they're going to bring Drake Mavericks back at this point. Um, I just think I think it'll be better if Drake Mavericks win the title. They can start a storyline with that. Drake Mavericks win the, win the tournament, and um, William Regal is like um, asking Triple H to bring Drake Mavericks back, and um, Jordan Devlin is like, "I'm the real cruiserweight champion. We don't need him back," type of thing or whatever. I'm y'all champion. We need Drake Mavericks, blah, blah, blah. And they do a whole, do a whole build up to a big match. I think that would be more uh, beneficial. So you're saying that uh, they should put the title on Drake Maverick? Yeah, while, while the conversation is hot, you know, they have to do, they have to do something outside the box. And maybe, um, maybe keep, keep, Keep the keep it kayfabe, like you know, um, they're not gonna sign Drake Mavericks back, and then they build it up, 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 and then finally, when um everything gets back to normal with everybody um you know getting out this quarantine situation, they have a pay per view, and that's when we see Drake Mavericks return to a big pop. I think that's how they should do it. I liked your fantasy booking there, but uh, I highly doubt when there are guys like Kushida and uh, the new guy, El Hero Del Fantasma, I highly doubt Drake Maverick winning in this situation. I mean, they got to go with what's hot. They have to go with what's hot, I think. And um, if they don't, then, I mean, they can go somewhere else, but I think they need to go with what's the hot topic right now, and that's Drake Mavericks. They dropped the ball so long on so many things, they need to go with what's hot if they're smart. Uh, we also had the debut of uh, Kayla Cross, who is now Karrion Cross. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting name. Um. I think it should have debuted on the main roster of Miami. I think he should have been like a bodyguard for Miz and Morrison or something like that. But um, but yeah, let's. I'm looking forward to see what he do on NXT. I think they did a great job of bringing him in, in NXT instead of uh, in, 
shoving him into the main roster yeah and by the way killer cross was not a aj styles put him in the royal rumble or something yeah they could have did that as well they could have put him in the royal rumble or put him on the day after mania there's a lot of things they could have did but uh, like i said he's not a big name like aj styles no but but he is um he is a wwe type of guy as far as the body structure and the build and all that like you said there are reports that uh, he's going to be fast track to the main roster in the coming few months yeah yeah no i'm looking forward for the uh tomaso chapla uh cameron cross uh feud too i think that's going to be good it's cameron cross not cameron cross no oh, uh nice to tomato tomato <laughs> okay speaking of tomaso champa um before this whole thing he had this uh, new kinder feud with johnny gargano and then we see the switch between gargano turning heel and champa turning baby face and now candice lerway has joined her husband and she has joined the dark side so what's your thoughts on this new johnny gargano and candice lerway storyline oh i like it um I was a big fan of the match. Um I loved the the how they used um uh I just loved how they used her and um I think she's going to make a great heel in my opinion. And I was thinking not to get off topic but Charlotte Flair needs to form a four horsemen of NXT. a new four horse a new four horsemen away from Bailey and Sasha and Becky and um so, who do you think are going to be the three women who join the four horsemen um i think it'll be um Candice LeRae um uh why who's the girl that's feuding with uh, Dakota Kai I can't think of her name off the top of my head. Tegan Knox? Yeah, Tegan Knox. And um I don't know, maybe you get get some type of uh new NXT talent somewhere. Like maybe somebody that's from the performance center as the fourth member. You know. I think that's a very far-fetched idea. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, you give it you give it time to be built, but you know i think uh i think that wouldn't be a bad move it will help it will help the town out a lot more i don't know about you but only thing i'm waiting is when the shire player drops the nxt women's championship <laughs> when she drops it i yeah. like the title i like it i hope she keeps it for a long time um by burying a lot of nxt women yeah Yeah, yeah, I want her to bury. I want her to bury everybody. What? <laughs> yeah, I want her to have like the Triple H reign of 2003. I want her to have the reign of terror, the NXT version. It'll draw a lot of heat and then when she finally gets beat, it'll be a bigger deal. So who do you think is going to beat her for the title? 
I think Rita Ripley is going to come back and beat her for the title. I think she is. Don't you think it's going back to square one again? Yeah, but I mean, that's what makes the story good is the fact that Rita Ripley got beat and she's coming for her revenge and she's the only savior. I mean, that's how most storylines go. I mean, great storylines like Sting first Hulk Hogan. It was all about, um, you know, the, the redemption story is always a good story to have in wrestling. And um, I don't know. I like the fact that Peter Ripley um, uh, winning, the, winning the NXT title was the move. But don't you think Rhea Ripley should have beat Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania, the grandest stage of them all? And that would have been a bigger deal, made her a big star. Um, yeah, that could have worked. But I think Rhea Ripley had a had a good moment at um at Survivor Series last year when she um was dominant in the women's uh Survivor Series match. But um, I don't know. I think Rita Ripley needs to be the chaser, and then she finally gets the moment at uh, next year's WrestleMania. So you are saying that Charlotte is going to hold this title till next year's WrestleMania? Oh hell yeah! Oh it's my Charlotte god! <laughs> I are think it's going to be a stretch, man. I think it's going to be a long stretch. She needs to drop the title at least at SummerSlam. Yeah. Nah, I, th- I think she's going to keep it for a while. It's going to drive the, cl- the fans crazy, but... It's going to draw the fans crazy, and it's, got, and it's not going to draw any ratings. I mean, at this point, nothing draws ratings at this point. That's what I wanted to talk about. Nothing draws ratings at this point. Brock Lesnar coming back full-time is not going to help. Vince McMahon's coming full-time is not going to help. Stone Cold coming out is not going to help. The Rock coming out is not going to help. Vince McMahon damaged the WWE a long time ago. And until Vince McMahon goes away, I don't want to use the D word, but until he goes away, it's going to always be poor ratings until somebody like Triple H get full uh, control. By the way, what happened in this last 15 years that only 2 million people are watching a wrestling show every week? Well, I think it, I think it all went, went bad when um, uh, WrestleMania 17, Stone Cold versus The Rock um uh, Stone Cold uh, did the, the hill turn and joined Vince McMahon. Nobody wanted to see that. Uh, that turned viewers away. And then when the invasion happened with Vince McMahon finally buying WCW, it didn't hire none of the, none of the big names right away. Uh, it kind of turned viewers off. And um, they stopped coming back forever. Um, I think it was a moment during the CM Punk 
pipe bomb where people was coming back. I gotta look at the ratings for that. Like I gotta Google that. But but yeah, I think um Vince McMahon vouching vouching the WCW invasion was a big part of why things are as now. Because that WCW um uh buyout was a big deal. People wanted to see Goldberg versus Stone Cold. People wanted to see Sting versus The Undertaker. People wanted to see Ric Flair versus, I, I don't know, the Triple H, uh, The Rock versus DDP, you know, and um, they didn't get that. They got the dollar store version of, uh, they got a bunch of Saturday night main event uh, wrestlers, basically, during that time period. It was really, really bad. So what can they do to bring back that old glory? Um, I don't know at this point. Uh, I think consistent storylines, uh, shocking TV. Um, they need almost Vince Russo style TV. I hate to say it like that, but they need something shocking in order to get the masses back. You but know, bro, but bro, Vince McMahon is not that creative anymore, bro. <laughs> I know, I know. They need, they need, they need Vince Russo back, man. Vince Russo can fix everything. You know what I respect about Vince Russo is when TNA, when TNA first started. Yeah. He, he um. Buried Okada. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he um. He, in the beginning, in the very beginning of TNA. Yeah. During the TNA Asylum days. Yeah. He made good TV. He made every every promo shoot. He made every promo shoot style um thing. So that was like creative, that was like shocking TV right there because it was like you didn't know what anybody was gonna say at any given time. So it kept you watching, you know. So um, yeah. And and things like the X Division too helped, but a lot of people tuned in for the shoot promo. You know, they they don't mention that a lot, but a lot of people tuned in for that, you know, and the storylines of the SEX storylines and Vince Russo and Roddy Roddy Piper moment, you know, those were big moments in TNA that, that I think is underrated due to people not liking Vince Russo. But that's the truth, in my opinion. Was there any boxing matches in TNA? Was there any boxing matches? Yeah, bro for all. Oh, <laughs> you got <laughs> uh, No, no. Unfortunately, no boxing matches. I would love to see the bro for all in 2020. The bro for who would be in your bro for all in 2020? Um, in WWE or you want from any other promotion? Uh, any promotion. Um, first of all, um, uh, how about someone like Samoa Joe? Yeah. Uh, can Shamrock can still go? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Speaking about Ken Shamrock, let's put Minoru Suzuki, the bad man from New Japan. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Uh, these are some, these are the three names. 
that I can think of the top of my head. What do you got? Um, I will go. I will go Brock Lesnar. Um, Samoa Joe. Um, Bobby Lashley. And with Lana. With Lana, of course, yes. And Ricochet. I just want to see Ricochet do. Why Ricochet? <laughs> I just think that would be hilarious. I don't know why. why don't... You think he's going to do a 630 knockout? Yeah, yeah. He's going to like, he's like going to get punched, right? He's going to get punched and lean against the rope and do like a 360 uppercut. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> So let's start wrapping things up and talk about this year, this year's Money in the Bank that's taking place at Titan Towers at the WWE headquarters. Yeah. Um, I like the idea. I like the idea a lot. I think um, WWE is is kind of getting it. They're getting it, like. Like the stuff they did at WrestleMania with the boneyard, the boneyard match, and the fight was classic. Oh yeah, that was Undertaker classic right there. Um, um, the Firefly Funhouse. This is where wrestling needs to go right now in this in this situation that we're in. Is more stuff like that. I think this is the stuff that's going to keep people interested as well. I forgot to mention, but this type of stuff is what's going to keep people interested. This stuff here, and um, I really like the idea. Um, I, w- I wish Jeff Hardy was in this where you can do a swan sign off the WWE uh, headquarters. <laughs> so, uh, what do you think? They're going to do both women's and men's matches at the same time, or? Like, I think, I think one of those, I think one of those matches need to be in the ring. I think, Maybe. I think like the women's match, money in the bank match need to be in the ring, and the men's needs to be at the headquarters, in my opinion. Yeah, there that could be something they can do to stand out from each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because doing both might be too much, but if they separate it, um, I think it'll be much better and give everybody that their uh, own type of unique uh, matchup. So, so um, yeah, go on. Um, so yeah, what do you what do you think? Um, all right. So after Money in the Bank, what do you think they should do next to draw attention? Like, should they have another Boneyard match? Should they go somewhere else for the next pay per view? I don't think we need a lot of cinematic style matches. Do it when it is do it when it is necessary. We don't want a overkill or overrun of stuff like this. Yeah. I think um I think they need to have a barbed wire match for extreme rules. A barbed wire match. Uh not happening, bro. <laughs> I w- I would enjoy that, but um, 
Yeah. But um, I don't know. You're, you're right. You're right. I don't think they need to do it all the time, but every once in a while is pretty good to do. Um, I want you to listen to my podcast tomorrow because the stuff I got um, is kind of uh, touching ground on where I think WWE should go from here. Let's wrap things up then. Yeah, yeah. So, D, where can these guys find you? Um, they can find me on Instagram at MullahBeTheGang, Twitter at D.Money, and Facebook at Daryl McClary. You can find Slam Up Wrestling on Twitter at Slam Up Debut, Instagram at Slam Up Wrestling. Our podcast and reviews are mainly audio-based. And if you don't want your YouTube app running for that, then you can catch Slam Up Wrestling on Anchor and Spotify as well. Yeah, man. And um, also, uh, my anchor, uh, the plug in my anchor, um, is anchor.fm backslash dmoneyshow. Um, so check it out. Um, I would love to have you on here as well. We'll talk about it off air, but yeah, man. So we'll see you guys in the next episode. Until then, have a good one, guys. Good. <laughs>